You are listening to Daily Devotions with Pastor Robert Marsbach. We believe that these devotions will encourage and strengthen you. So tune in, connect, and be blessed. For any more information, please visit us online at lifechurchuk.org. Welcome to Life Devotions. Thank you for joining me today. The Pure in Heart is the title of this devotion. Purity of heart, I'm sure you will hear me talk about in these devotions quite often because it's something that I love and think about and see in others. And of course, I see it in the Lord, our Savior Jesus, the absolute beauty of His purity, His innocence, His love for the Father, His unadulterated love for the Father that he was without guile. There was nothing insincere about him. He was truth embodied, and God is truth. And how David in Psalm 25 says, lead me in your truth, O God. And oh, how wonderful it is to have the truth pervading. When they looked at Jesus, they saw him full of grace and full of truth. It says in John chapter 1, verse 14, I think, verse 16. And I love this and think about this. And Jesus in his Beatitudes says here in Matthew chapter 5, verse 8, blessed, happy, enviably fortunate, and spiritually prosperous, possessing the happiness produced by the experience of God's favor, especially conditioned by the revelation of his grace, regardless of the outward conditions of the pure in heart, for they shall see God. You see, the condition of our heart determines the quality of our eyesight. When our hearts are pure, the way we speak is pure. When our hearts are pure, how we see is pure. I once, a long time ago, read this little story somewhere, and I I couldn't remember where, but I remember the story slightly. And there was this lady looking out of her window in the morning out of her kitchen window and she could see on the balcony across right across this lady hanging out her laundry and she said to her husband look at this honey can't believe it she's hanging out dirty laundry who would do such a silly thing wouldn't you wash your clothes before you hang them out for everybody to see her dirty laundry next time she happens to look out of the window And my goodness. And again, she tells her husband. And this went on and on until the woman just was living compulsed every time to go look. It just kind of captured her heart. And all she could see was the other woman's way of behaving that was so repulsive to her, so irritating and frustrating to her and absolutely mesmerizing. Who would do such a crazy thing, hanging out dirty laundry? Her husband eventually got so tired of it that he got up one time early in the morning before while his wife was still sleeping and he washed the kitchen window. And his wife came down and looked out of the window and she said, my goodness, finally, Her clothes are clean. And he said, darling, I washed our windows this morning. You see, the way we look at things is not always the way they really are. We really can be deceived in the way we look at things. 
And this is where we so need God to create in us, like David prays in Psalm 51, a clean, a pure heart. Often what we see is not what God longs us to look at and how He longs to show us what He sees. Jesus said in John chapter 5, verse 19, I can do nothing of myself. My Father who loves me shows me everything that He does Himself, and He will show me greater things than these so that you may marvel. You see, Jesus' heart was pure and that He could see what God was showing Him. And this is what I plead with you today in this devotion. Let the Holy Spirit cleanse your heart with the precious blood of Jesus, like it says in Hebrews 10, verse 14, that through the one sacrifice of Himself, He forever completely cleanses and perfects those whom He has made holy and consecrated to God. It is the love of Christ who ministers by the Holy Spirit into you, that purity of heart I'm talking about. It is a daily experience. The only way to stay clean, folks, is to stay washed. And we're washed by being made new inwardly, Titus 3 says. It is the wonderful work of the Holy Spirit to keep cleansing our hearts so that we stay pure. Andrew Murray in one of his books gives a beautiful example how life is like the roadside that is trodden by the many goer-bys and the grass by the, way, by the wayside, by the roadside, is dirtied by the dust therefore, thereof. But there is a little spring on the side of the road and only the grass in the spring stays perfectly green for it cannot be defiled by the dust because the water keeps it clean. And this is the life of the Son of God in our hearts, (coughs) keeping us pure in our hearts so that we can see what He longs to show us. And what a wonderful thing it is when you can see Job in chapter 19, which is an incredible chapter of the book of Job. It is kind of one of, it is the book, it is the Isaiah 53, the Romans 8 is chapter 19 of Job. It is those, one of those phenomenal chapters. And he says in verse 25, and I'm sure you know this statement, I know that my Redeemer lives and he shall stand at last on the earth. And after my skin is destroyed, this I know that in my flesh, while I'm still in this body, I shall see God, whom I shall see for myself, and my eyes shall behold him, and not another, how my heart yearns within me. I shall see God. And then in chapter 23, he says, Look, verse 8, I go forward, but he's not there, backwards, but I cannot perceive him. When he works on the left, I cannot behold him. When he turns to the right hand, I cannot see him. But he knows the way that I take. When he has tested me, I shall come forth pure as gold. My foot has held fast to his steps. I have kept his way and not turned aside. I have not departed from the commandments of his lips. I have treasured the words of his mouth more than my necessary food. I keep walking after the light of his word. I know he will purify my heart. I will see him. I will see him. 
Come on, folks, don't stop looking. Keep looking and keep letting God cleanse your heart. He will purify your hearts. I promise you, He will if you just keep coming. You keep coming. He will cleanse it from the deepest stains and wash it white as snow so that you can see what He longs to show you. And Job is such a beautiful example of this. Go with me in closing to Ezekiel chapter 18, which is one of those incredible chapters. Like Isaiah 53, Ezekiel 18 is one of those chapters. And I wrote here in big letters, this is so important. And then I start at verse 19. It's all powerful, but just otherwise it's too long. Verse 19, yet you say, why should, no, excuse me, start at verse 20. The soul who sins shall die. The son shall not bear the guilt of the father, nor the father bear the guilt of the son. The righteousness of the righteous shall be upon himself, and the wickedness of the wicked shall be upon himself. But if a wicked man turns from all the sins which he has committed and keeps all my statutes and does what is lawful and right, he shall surely live and shall not die. None, listen now, verse 22. Ooh, glory to God for this scripture. None of the transgressions which he has committed shall be remembered against him because of the righteousness which he has done. He shall live. Oh, none of the transgressions shall be remembered against him. I believe in this. Some people say, oh, I'll never forget what you've done. I'll forgive, but I won't forget. I don't believe in that way of thinking. No, the Lord washes white as snow is what I believe. I understand it may take time because some things are t just need constant cleansing for the memory of it to be washed away. But I do believe if you keep in that spring of His love and mercy, in that precious blood of the Lamb, He'll wash it, wash it, wash it until every memory of it is gone. And that doesn't mean somebody can bring something up and, and you remember it, but the sting of it will be gone. You, you can go, well, that's all forgiven and cleansed. No, I don't, I don't hold anything against any man. And then He says, Again, when the wicked man, verse 27, turns away from the wickedness which he has committed and does what is lawful and right, he preserves himself alive because he considers and turns away from the transgressions which he has committed. He shall surely live. He shall not die. Therefore, the Lord says, repent, turn, verse 30, from your transgressions, so that iniquity will not be your ruin. Cast away from you all the transgressions which you have committed and get yourself a new heart and a new spirit. For why? Why should you die? For I have no pleasure in the death of the one who dies, says the Lord. Therefore, turn and live. Oh, my friends, I, I, I read a scripture, and, and, and I told you this was my last one, but I read a scripture in the Living Bible many years ago that says in verse 57 of Psalm 119, Jehovah, the Lord, is mine, and I promise, Lord, to obey you. 
with all my heart, I want your blessings. Be merciful, just as you've promised me. I thought, Lord, about the wrong direction in which I was headed, and I turned around and came running back to you. Oh, Pastor, how can my heart ever be pure? How can my heart be pure? Come, come, keep coming. Keep coming into the open arms of the new prince hands of our Savior, and He will purify your heart. Read Psalm 51, where David says, Create in me, in me a clean heart, O God, and restore to me the joy of your salvation. Come on, dear friends. Run, run to the Lord. If you've gone the wrong direction, if your heart is darkened, if you become so wounded that you are tempted to become bitter and angry and resentful, run while you can, run while you can. If you've gotten involved in the wrong relationship and you know it's wrong, run to the Lord, run to Him. That's what David says here in Psalm 119, verse 60. When I realized the wrong direction in which I was headed, I came running back to you. I plead with you, come, run back to the Lord, and you'll see. He's a wonderful Savior, and He'll wash you white as snow. He'll give you a new heart and a new spirit. He'll give you a pure heart so you can see God. And what a joy. Amen? Have a good day.